Welcome everyone to the Off Kilter Podcast. I'm your host Shorty, alongside your co-host Ed and Richie. Just some good old boys having a good old time, so sit down and have some fun with us. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children around the world, welcome to the next installment of the Off Kilter Podcast. Ed, Richie, how are y'all doing today? Well, you know me, I'm hanging in there like a stink on that skunk. Hanging in like a hair in a biscuit. <laughs> it's always the hair in a biscuit. Yeah, play up. All right, per our usual tradition, here's the dad joke of the day. Are y'all ready? I hope it's a good one. I make no promises. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. Why shouldn't you play cards in the savannah, the desert, savannah desert? Uh, not sure. Because of all the cheetahs. The cheetahs. <laughs> the cheetahs. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna just do a, I'm gonna do a random page here and just read whatever comes up. See if we can get a corny one. All right, why did the stadium get hot after the game? All the fans left. All the fans <laughs> left. Yeah, yeah I guess it would get hot. Oh yeah. Well, another Sunday in uh, another Sunday on the books here. What another, we got going on? Just another Southern Sunday, like O'Shannon Doa sings about. Yeah. Sunday in the South. Luigi, you want to bring in our special guest? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I'd like to welcome this week's guest, a a really acquaintance of mine. We go back way back. We went to high school together, and uh, uh, his name's Craig Duke. Great guy back in high school. I haven't talked to him in quite a long time, but Craig Duke, how you doing? I'm doing quite well. How are you guys doing? Man. Hair in a biscuit. Hair in a biscuit. <laughs> around, Hair in a biscuit. Stank on the skunk, you know. <clears throat> well, give us a give us your backstory. Your your former military. Yeah, I, uh, joined the army right after nine eleven happened. Uh, kind of felt like uh, a lot of us at the time kind of felt like a you know a calling to go do something about what had happened. So <clears throat> joined, went in the third infantry, stayed until 05. Got out, went to work for DOD, and uh, stayed in that in some capacity up until 2013. Uh, just for those that don't know, what is DOD? Uh, Department of Defense. Uh, highest classification I held was a GS-12E, which is about, uh, about as high as you can get without getting into politics. Mm. <laughs> uh, Had no desire to get into politics? No, none whatsoever. <laughs> All right. So when, uh, in the military, you was over a substantial amount of guys. No, I was, yeah, get, get closer to the microphone. Uh, they can't. They can't hear you. Okay. No, I, w- I wasn't um, necessarily in charge of a. Uh, you know, I had teams, but uh, we we were like special purpose stuff, not like special forces, but special purpose, right? Like uh, tactical biometrics and. Um, uh, ISR worked with surveillance equipment, drones, and things of that nature. What is uh, what is tactical biometrics? Tactical biometrics is a. Uh, I think I uh, almost said testicle. <laughs> <laughs> testicle. Hey, what's My a apologies. testicle? <laughs> Attack bios like uh, if you ever heard of the bats and hide system. No. Okay, so those are like systems to gather um, fingerprints and iris scans. Mm. <clears throat> build build databases of um, people in like Iraq and Afghanistan where we were 
we'd build a database of people coming in and off in and out of the large bases and uh, well pretty much everywhere <clears throat> and they would use this handheld system to gather um you know this information so if if uh, something happened you could build a, a query tree um a stack on some people so, yeah oh okay so. easier way to find the bad guys sure sure <clears throat> i guess there's a bunch of tactical you know stuff that they have to do to be able to even locate you know most of them because like what you hear is like well they've disappeared in the bunkers or in a mountain or in caves or well yeah especially in uh it was helpful in afghanistan for sure but in iraq it was much different you know it was um modern cities you know and now outside those modern cities you had people living like jesus did you know? right <laughs> But uh, Baghdad and even down in the south of Talil where I was at, it was uh, uh, it was pretty modern until you got outside of the area. <clears throat> um, but, you know, you could have uh, groups of folks come on and work, come on the, the larger bases and work. <clears throat> and if you know, something happened, you had their data. And um, if something happened to them, you could – identify them I mean it was, it was all a means of identification really yeah the tech bio stuff mm. was there any stuff that like happened over there that really affected you when you come back or I mean Afghanistan is a third world country and it's extremely poor uh, you know the kinetic stuff seeing people getting you know ordnance dropped on them and stuff that was just part of the job seeing the extreme poverty you know laying infants in piles of rubble mm. and digging for food and stuff that that bothered me more than anything really shit just hearing about it bothers me <laughs> <clears throat> yeah <laughs> yeah I've, I've heard some people tell some stories about being over there and you can tell like some of them that that left you knew the person like i know quite a few that went and they would there they was this person when they left when they come back sure totally Totally different, just uh, having to see the stuff that they seen. Sure, it just changes your entire perspective. You know, like we grew up pretty poor, <laughs> you know, here in rural Alabama. Um, Where'd you grow up at? Hayden. You? Hayden. Hmm. You went to Hayden High School. I did. Yeah. Um, I, I say we grew up pretty poor. Then I saw poor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You you got running water. You got a roof over your head that's pretty consistent. Right. You know and Stuff like that. Like whenever we grew up, we grew up, I would say, to the poor side of what mm-hmm. what was livable, but sure. not that we... We didn't have to dig through garbage cans. Yeah, so. we didn't have to do that, but, you know, <clears throat> lower, you know, lower middle class, I would yeah. guess what I would say, yeah. Ed got all the new clothes, and then I got the hand-me-downs. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Ed got the new clothes, then it went to Daryl, then it went to me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Where are you working at now? Well, my wife and I run a, a small business from home where she sources a whole bunch of uh, like um, clothing and stuff and women's jewelry and stuff like that. And I do all the logistics side of it, you know, sending it out. And it's called, if I can yeah, put yeah, a plug, yeah, plug, yeah, plug, it, plug, it. <laughs> plug it. Plug it, buddy. It's called uh, Always Wear Leggings with Angel, and it's on Facebook. And she has Always Wear Jewelry 
she keeps the always that's her mm. that's her mm-hmm. thing so she's multiple avenues we got a business license that encompasses a bunch of stuff so so she mainly does clothes and jewelry though yeah and it's always wear jewelry on facebook uh, always wear leggings with angel and always wear bling with angel always bling. wear wow. bling like with that. angel and well, if y'all ever need a le- bookkeeper le- let me know i got a bookkeeping company <laughs> Um, so in your time in the military, do, uh, what was the, your funniest story? Oh Lord. <laughs> My funniest. Um, good God. There's like 20 running through my head. Just give us one example. <clears throat> um, I gotta, and you don't have to say names or anything or locations <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. So don't worry about it that way. I was stationed at Fort Stewart in Georgia. It's down in near Savannah. Um, Big base, too. Yeah, it's large. It's about 40-plus thousand acres. Wow. Yeah, it's huge. <clears throat> um, let's see. Funniest story in Fort Stewart. Oh, Lord, man. When when everybody was deploying in 02 and 03, it was, it was outrageous. I mean, the, just the... General block parties at the barracks before deployment and after deployments. I mean, you just the stuff you'd see is unreal. And, um, I guess the funniest thing I can think of that I that I really remember is it's kind of sad and funny. Some people would uh, hop off the second floor of the balcony of the barracks and try to break a limb so they didn't have to deploy. Wow! <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. I'm not willing to make that sacrifice. No. no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah like I said, it's kind of funny and sad. Um, who who has made the most influence in your life? Oh Lord, um, the biggest influence in my life. It's Richie. <laughs> Richie influenced my life last night when he fed me a bunch of alcohol. Hey, well, you know, <laughs> I guess why well, the biggest influence in my life is probably my mother. Right. I mean, she, man, she did it. She had three of us. Yeah, it was, it was unreal. And just the way that I look back now and that woman had more strength than any human being I've ever known. Yeah, that's the mothers. That's the same way with our mom. She took care of not only all of us, three boys and our sister, but all of our friends. Yeah. Like yeah. every single one of our friends, she took care of them. Mm-hmm. You do, you do any traveling? You've been across the U.S.? I have, uh, we just we bought a motor home about two years ago, and we've been. That's why I got that little Jeep outside. You know, it's a pull behind. So, mm-hmm. um, we've really just started. We're trying to go somewhere about once a month now. So, last place we went was South Carolina. Yeah, I went. I uh, <clears throat> did the Dragon's Tail down there. Yeah. Um, isn't that up in? It's uh, North Carolina, actually, but yeah. it's it's on the it's on the line. Yeah. Yeah. That's a dangerous road. It'd be a lot of fun on a motorcycle. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> I watched a video with a dude. I believe it was on the Dragon's Tale where he spent like he wrecked and he was doing a video of himself. Yeah, he and broke he was his down bike. in there and he could hear the bikes come by and he was down there for like days. Yeah, yeah. it was like a long time and he was just like, I don't, I don't know that I'm gonna make it through this and I can't, I can't move. Yeah, you know, that was a true story. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, he wound up making it through, but. Like it wasn't he like couldn't get signal or something. He just recorded the video on his phone or something. I was like, Whew, Lord, man, 
yeah. Well, I don't know, uh, Craig, if you remember or not, but uh, in high school, I remember you used to always draw like airplanes and tanks and stuff. You still do that by chance? <laughs> I haven't in a long time. I, used I mean, it was it would be so detailed with a pencil. He'd sit there and draw that thing out. It, 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 I mean, it it was good. I mean, I thought it was good when I was a kid. So mm. I, I've always loved art, but I moved from drawing and stuff to uh, to playing the guitar. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Well, you should have brought your guitar with us. Yeah, you you got a fellow musician right here. You play yeah. the guitar and he sings. <laughs> All right. I tried to get him to sing at the bar last night, but he just wouldn't do it. Hey, look, <laughs> back in the day, I used to play a mean tuba. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought Ed played the skin flute. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> <clears throat> Where'd you learn how to do uh, your main craft you got going here? Uh, talking uh, about the uh, drawing and stuff. You just pick it up naturally or you just see... Yeah, I mean, we didn't, you know, when we were, when I was little, you know, there was no chance of, of, um, you know, any kind of formal education on it. So I just, just did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, is there any any states that you want to visit that you haven't visited? Yeah, I'd, I'd really like to see the Communist Republic of California. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I believe I would skip that one. Yeah. I would have no interest in going there. I mean, before. Uh, before things get any worse, I, I would like to see it. a naturally beautiful place, but uh, you know, it's such as Afghanistan, you know, it was beautiful too. It's just the people made it shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh. I've heard that. Uh, well, I believe everybody in California is just about trying to move out. I think so. Right now, so. but well, the I only mean, downside to that, though, the only downside of that is uh, you'll still get taxed out of California, even yes. though you move away from California. Yep. So California will still tax people who lived in California, yep. even though they don't live in there no more. That's correct. How? How in the? How are they going to do that? I don't know. They got an exit tax. Yep. Yeah, they got an exit tax. Yeah, that's what insane. Crap. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'll be damned. Because I mean, they, were, they were essentially well, have to pay tax in the new state and an exit tax right. from California. Because from what I read up on it was. All of the rich people that were in California had all the property and all the money and was paying all that taxes was all starting to move out. Mm -hmm. And then they was like, hey, we're going to lose a bunch of tax money. We need to write a new bill to say, hey, we need to get some more money out of these people even after they leave. Yeah. And they and they did <laughs> and passed it. I'd be, I, they'd have a, they'd had a hell of a time getting that money. Out I, of I think, I think that if enough people got together, they can take that to the uh, Supreme Court and ha probably have that overturned. You're talking about California. I'm just saying. Like, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, they we did, love all they, you people from California, though. The, yeah, just don't agree with your ways. <laughs> I mean, they did pass the eminent domain bull crap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um. Is there any countries you'd like to go to? What all countries have you been to, and what all would you like to go to? Oh, boy. Um, I imagine they fly you everywhere. <laughs> well, my wife and I have, we've gone to, well, she's from yeah. Scotland, so we've, oh, sorry. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, so my wife and I have gone to Scotland twice now. We'd, we went to Ireland. That was really cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah seeing those old castles and stuff. Um Anywhere I could, uh, I, I love history. I'm big into history, so I'd, I would like to go to Peru and see some of the old meso history, and then I'd like to go. Um, I'd love to go to Russia. 
mm. to be able to freely move around Russia and see some of the historical sites there too. Mm. That would be cool. Um, Where all have you been to so far? Oh Lord, been to more countries than states now. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> oh, see, Qatar, Iraq, Iraq, Qatar, Iraq, Afghanistan, Bahrain. Uh, Abu Dhabi, Lord, uh, most of the Emirates states, uh, mostly in the Middle East, a lot of moving around the Middle East. Um, I guess we went into Saudi Arabia a few times, but the little Qatar is a little peninsula off of Saudi Arabia, so it's you know, getting into a ge- geography lesson here. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> uh, I just the. The culture of those places, um, you know, I couldn't tell you now because things change. So it's so dynamic and changes so much. But uh, uh, in the time that I was there, I noticed that especially um, the the different sects of Shia and Sunni, you know, the, the culture was so much, so much. It's the same, but very different. You know, that's a blood feud been going on since you know about six ninety seven hundred. You know, so. wow. <laughs> and all because one person's from a different spot. Man. Well, when when Muhammad died, um, and don't hold me to this because I can't remember exactly, but I think the Shia and the Sunni. Somebody listening probably knows this better than I do, but the Shia and Sunni split because there was a, a disagreement on who would. Uh, take Islam and be the the leader of Islam. So that's the difference in the Shia and the Sunni now. They were all collective under Muhammad, and when he died, they split. All right. We've got questions for all of us now. Uh Here we go. Let's hear them. All right, Ed, we're going to start with you. What is the most embarrassing moment of your life? Uh, I can tell you. And it's how I it's how I got the tattoo on my stomach. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, is that is it pitbull? Yeah. yeah. So pitbull yeah. on the chihuahua. It, it it involved where I was with this girl, and we we know who it is. Yeah, right? yeah but we're not I was with this girl and allegedly. My buddy, <laughs> my, my, my my buddy Nate walks in when I was in the middle of something, and he was like. He came running out of there, and I could hear him in the background. Man, look like a pit bull on a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was a pretty embarrassing day. Hey, right, Richie, let's hear it. What is your most embarrassing moment of your life? We're gonna go around the table with these. Oh boy. Hmm. Well, I wasn't expecting the same question. I thought it was gonna be a different question. Well, so. I was gonna, there's on, there's only like six of them, so I was gonna ask us all of them. Oh. Um. Well, let me think about that. Okay, well, I'll ask you a different one then. Yeah, yeah, give me another. Excuse me. Uh, What five people would you bring with you if you were stuck in a desert island? What five people? uh, Well, let's let's narrow that down to three. Any person or just people I know? It just says any person. What what three people would you bring with you if you're stuck on a desert island? Who would you want to be stuck on a desert island with, you and three others? Mm, Chuck Norris. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> you have to have Chuck Norris where you to survive. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yeah, right? that's you got it made now. Yeah. Now the rest is just semantics. Yeah. Um 
I would definitely have to have my wife with me. Yeah, with well, you. You know, because. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Chuck Norris is. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't want right to get what looking. I need from Chuck Norris. He's all right looking, but you're going to be in the bitch in that relationship. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. No matter what. Uh, as a matter of fact, that reminds me of a Chuck Norris uh, meme thing. Well, let's hear it. The other day. Let's hear it. All right. So everybody's got those hitches on the truck, right? Mm-hmm. And you always hit your shin on it. Yeah. Well, somebody had took a picture of one that was all dented up and bent and stuff, <laughs> and 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 it said, uh. When Chuck Norris hits his chin on your hitch. <laughs> it was pretty good. Well, let's see. The third person would be... Hmm. Hmm. I don't think I need nobody else. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Have Chuck Norris and your wife. You, put, you got all yeah. the bases covered. I got it. I got it figured out. All right. I'm going to ask you a different question. Let's see. Um... Would you rather spend one year at the North Pole or two years in the Sahara Desert? Oh, hell, I've had plenty of desert. Let's go to the North Pole. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of sweating. <laughs> you want to you wanna answer any of those first three questions? Like, what is the most embarrassing moment of your life so far? Oh, wow. Most embarrassing moment. Oh, I was, I, yeah, absolutely. Um the most embarrassing moment of my life was when Joe Biden became our president. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey. <laughs> what three people would you want to be stranded on a desert with? Oh, my goodness. I'm guessing one of them is Joe Biden. Exactly. Um, well, one would definitely be my wife. Um, the second one, maybe my boy. You know? mm-hmm. And well, I guess I wouldn't need anybody else. I yeah, that'd be it. <laughs> Ed, if you were stranded on desert island with three people, who would it be? I'm going to say Bear Grylls for one. Right? Not, not a bad like, choice. We're, yeah. we're, at least we're going to eat, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number two would probably have to be Secura. Oh, uh, would nice definitely choice. Would definitely want Secura there. Yeah, but and, she would probably get with Bear Grylls and you'd but, still... Well, hang on. <laughs> yeah. you, didn't, you didn't let me finish. And my other one was going to be a bodyguard that protected her from Bear Grylls. Yes. <laughs> Keep her out of Bear Grylls That's there. Right. And uh, who would you rather... Would you rather spend a year in the North Pole or two years in the desert? Oh, yeah. Cold weather any day. Richie? Yeah. I can't stand cold weather. Ditto. I would, I would rather, rather just be sweating. I'd rather sweat for two years than be cold for ten minutes. You know, I mean, yeah, but this ain't like a normal sweat. Man, I don't think you realize the temperatures that come up in those deserts. Man, they, they say it's a dry heat. Look, when it's 118, 120, it don't matter how dry it is. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, nasty. You know, it all depends on it. If I'm out there like naked and afraid, oh, you know what I'm saying. Oh, well, yeah. Now, if I've got, you could handle either of those scenarios. Yeah, I mean, if I've got somewhere to live and I got a roof over my head, then I'll go to the North Pole. It don't matter to me. But yeah. if I'm out there just winging it, I'd have to have the desert because I, I, I ain't getting in no. Well, I'm assuming like nobody could spend 
you know, a year at the North Pole without having some kind of shelter. Right. So I'm assuming you have shelter in both places. No. Well, so, you may not have satellite and AC, but you'll be there. <laughs> I don't know what good. A sh- I mean, I can understand where a shelter can bring in some comfort to you in the North Pole, like you could cut down some trees and make a fire. Uh, I mean, if you like, it's in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you gonna get power? Set solar. Yeah, well, well, well. I mean, yes, but I don't know. I mean, you still got to get an AC unit there. Richie, yeah. Richie would have to make a trip. I, yeah, I got you covered. A little. Yeah, well, that'd be a hell of a service call. Sure. Lord. All right, yeah. we're going we're going round the table again. Ed, what's your celebrity crush? Who is your celebrity? crush? Oh, Shakira. I mean, that's that's without a doubt. Mine would still have to be, um, what is the uh, man? I. I don't even know her name no more. It's been so long. Carrie Underwood? No. No. Um, it is the actual woman who has been doing the news and stuff. Um, uh, oh, uh, Tommy Pam. Lauren? No. No. Pam, um, Pam Huff. <laughs> Pam Huff. <laughs> hey, well, you got me. You got me on that. But no, it's the... Uh, what channel is she on? Uh, but she does a bunch of online stuff. Mm. Um Candace Owens. Candace Owens. Oh, that's, yeah. it. Oh, that's, that's it. Candace that's it. Owens. Good choice. She's hot, yeah. man. I gotta give you that. Oh yeah, yeah. She got she my is. vote. Yeah. Um, I'm going Gwyneth Paltrow. I, I mean, that's man. a good one. That's, that's, that's that a, a good, good one. one. I'm about to blow all y'all's minds. Y'all ready for this? John Claude Van Damme. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> hey. Yeah. I knew you yeah. was gay. <laughs> 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 I mean, you can't look at Ryan Reynolds and just be like, oh, hey. <laughs> oh shit! I lost it. All right, here we go. All right, uh, what superpower do you wish that you had? And if you need some examples, we'll go with like you know, X-ray vision. You can never die. Laser eyes. Um, the ability to fly. The ability to manipulate time, or something like Flash, where he's a million miles an hour. Or Batman, just incredibly intelligent and rich. Well, mine would be just to be able to. Uh, make and form whatever I need at any time. That's it's like me. Green Lantern's power. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if I needed money, I can just have money. Or yeah, just if think I needed, of it and the money would appear. Right. Just you know, because I think that covers everything. Mm. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna say something to the, like the omnipotent type power. Mm. You know, of saying like because like non impotent power is that what you say? <laughs> yeah, omnipotent. <laughs> but like uh, that type power because. I think what would be like you could really essentially if you knew that you could do everything mm-hmm. here, money isn't really gonna right. do anything to help you. But if you could fly mm-hmm. and go into outer space and survive, you could visit everywhere. Everywhere. You know? Well that's kinda like you know, I mean if if I wanted to go to space or if I wanted to go to Mars or or anywhere, I could just will it to be there. Yeah. Have a way of going. Yeah. Yeah, you can. And that's kind of why I was saying, like the omnipotent top power. Mm-hmm. You know that where you could do anything you wanted. There, there was nothing oh, that yeah. could destroy you. What yeah. superpower would you like? Man, I got, I got to go the same there. That's, yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's a consensus on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you want something like that? You well, know? I mean, you, I think the the heart of the question is you can't have all the powers. You just got to have one of the powers. So, if like essentially like being bulletproof or being yeah. able to fly or yeah, unable I mean, to die, one oh, of my, the powers. Right. If that's the case, then I'd have to be able to control time. 
Yes. yes. Oh man. Yep. Yeah, because that'll give you the ability to control everything. Right. Control I mean, I'd, time. I'd, I'd have to go a few I'm, Super Bowls back. I like the time one, <laughs> but I, I would think like the ability to to bend reality and see other possible realities or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you could be in reality, yeah. like if there's another one of us sitting right here and you the, could skip well, the multiverse. It, well, it and uh, rea- uh, reality and time. In essence, yeah, but you're like, you're still dealing with time on your frame. So like bending, be- being able to basically maneuver reality means that there could be another reality where in, if you're just able to maneuver time, you're just, string theory. Yeah. Okay, well, I I'm gonna change the subject right here a little bit. Sure. Do you believe there is another dimension out there? Like, there's another alternate reality. I, yes. I heard something the other day that I had seen that said that there is infinite things of what we did right now that is happening right now, and it's happened an infinite amount of times with one minute change. Mm-hmm. So whether it's true or not, I don't know, but. I, I, I would be hardcore pressed to say that in the in the actual reality that we live in right now, that anything as far as what we know, just what little we know about outer space, that this is impossible, would be a hard thing for me to say. Because one, my Christian belief, and I know that you don't believe that way, but my Christian belief is that's a different reality. That's mm-hmm. a reality that I would you know that's. But if you if you have the Christian belief, then he created alternate year reality, so it still supports it. Yeah. It still supports yeah. it. So you think somewhere out there, there's another you on another planet doing this exact same thing right now? I think that. It's but so he bad. may be wearing another hat. But it could be wearing another hat. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it could be as simple as in that one reality. Actually, red light is a go, and a green light is a stop. Yeah, I read uh, that. I read that yeah. article. You know. Yeah, that's good. That's a, that was a good article. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Oh yeah, yeah, I for sure believe it. When you when you when you open your mind to all the possibilities, you know, then anything is possible. So mm. I'm not I'm not closed off to it. I I think aliens are real. I oh, mean, I I 100 so, <laughs> percent believe there's other other I, species. No, I there. don't believe green men come down here and stick probes up our ass. No, I don't believe that. But I believe that there are life forms other than us. Well, I mean, there. it's been it. That's essentially. You know, how else would life have gotten here? Because it couldn't have been just like, yeah, like we know that, uh, um, you know, like, uh, you know, light and chloroform and all that's kind of like what makes photosynthesis, which makes life possible, right? Mm-hmm. But tardigans, which are the little things that they find everywhere in everything, you know, they found them in asteroids that have landed here on Earth. So. You know, obviously, so wouldn't that essentially say that... And asteroids are actually formed from whenever planets collide and they blow they, up or... And they break know. up. And I, I think as, as vast as the universe is, you know, the, the this galaxy that we live in, just the, the Milky Way has 400 plus billion stars. And if you look at odds, like numerical odds, one in 400 million... Or one, yeah, one in four hundred million is absolute zero odd. Yeah. So I mean, you think one galaxy has a thousand times absolute zero odds of there being um, an inhabitable world somewhere, and then you think that there's 
millions and millions, if not billions, of other galaxies. Oh, there's an uncountable amount. Well, I mean, you look at it this way. Okay. Now, I want you to open your mind up for a second. The nearest galaxy is the Andromeda galaxy, right? Mm, Right. That's the closest one to us. But whenever you look at it tonight, whenever you look up at it, you're looking into the past. Yeah. 2.537 million years ago. And the funny thing is... Uh, the Andromeda galaxy is going to collide with the Milky Way. Oh, Our galaxies see, are going to collide. Right. But see, but listen, now that's where we are here. Now, if you could snap your finger Fingers. and be there, the time would be the same as it is here. That's how long it takes for the light of what happened then to reach us. Right. Right. And they are seeing us right now 2.5 million Years. years in the future. Mm-hmm. That's wild. That's wild, isn't it? That is crazy, <laughs> man. How are they seeing us in the future? Because the light from us takes that long to get to them. So if we're all in the same time zone right now, our our light won't get to them for another... Uh, 2.5. Yeah. So if they're they're seeing our light from now, it'll be 2.75 million years in the past. So they're seeing the future 2.5 million years ago. Well, in in our current time, right? You know, but like you know. for our current time, for our light to get to them would be two point five million years from now. Mm-hmm. Yes, right where we are. Okay, I understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying like it's hard to wrap your head you, around. If you were if you were at there right now where we are here, and then you're looking towards us, you're they're still looking at two point five million years in the past. Exactly. You know, right now, so humans wouldn't even. Even if they could develop a telescope that could see it, right. yeah. you know, I mean, essentially they're still looking in the past that long, so humans wouldn't even be existing. All right, so here's something else you can wrap your head around. How do we know how old the Earth is or how old a rock is or how old a fossil is by just looking at it? It's carbon dating. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not 100% accurate. but There's it, no way. It's yeah. close. There's absolutely no way that's even possible. Well, you, you still got to think that carbon dated, carbon dating was created by a man who says this was the truth. Right. It's no different than what we we would put on the Bible. It's still a man who wrote in the Bible who said this is the truth, right? So essentially, we just put faith in things that we want. Right. So the the scientific ah. answer that I tend to lean towards is. Um, you know, you, you look out into space, you can tell how far away the galaxies are. It's like, I think the oldest galaxy they found right now is 13 point something million, billion years old. And so, like, the reason they can tell how far, uh, how old it is is by how far away it is because of redshift. Mm. Light that's going farther away from us, like when a train comes by, it's right. So, the redshift, anything that's coming towards us is typically blue. Anything that goes away from us is typically red. red. And so they can measure how how red it is and tell by how far away it is mm-hmm. by the candle light that the galaxy produces. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I mean, but it's not one hundred percent accurate. I mean, yeah, they can't give you the exact date, sure. but they can give you a generalization. Yeah, but I just don't think somebody can look at a rock and tell how old it is. How old it is? Uh, no, but I mean that's just it. my opinion. Radiocarbon dating is just like a known. You know, you have a you have a radio, radioactive isotope that decays in a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. and you know whether or not. That isotope's been there that long by the rate of decay and, and the stage of decay it's in. So it's not it's not an absolute science 
but uh, you can get yeah, a general. It'll give you generalization. It's not going to give you exact date, hour, and second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I think anything past a couple thousand years is just, they're just throwing a number on it. Because I disagree with that. But, I mean, yeah. millions of years, that's a long time. You can't, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't even depict that. Yeah, but you got to think of how long. They, you can look at things around you and tell how long that it, it takes for things to be the way they are now. You know, like building a car. You know, you typically would know how long it would take to build a car. Oh, yeah. So you can take a car like, you know, like your car that you would build yourself, you know it would take a couple of years. And a car, car that a manufacturer. Yeah, a car that a manufacturer builds takes a couple of days. Right. So you can tell. You can backtrack it and tell how long it took somebody to make something by the way that it is and who done it. So, well, you know, there, there's a like I've seen those discussions on the same thing where it also relates to like uh, evolution, right? So, if you look at something that says even as us us humans, right, there is no possible way that you can't say that the evolution does not exist. Not not necessarily that it's your belief or my belief or who's ever, but you can't deny evolution because you can see, like, in just certain things. Joe Rogan had a podcast not long ago where he talked about this tribe in Africa, and they climb so much that their hands or right, their I feet are spread out just like this. They have a they have a grip, so they can grip with their feet. They can grip the the tree essentially. It's mind, it's and really, they think really they're small. the only people. It's yeah, really, around. really small, minuscule changes over long periods of time. Yes, it is. So, like, look, look for example, like back in, you know, if you even went five or six hundred years ago, you know, if you just went back that far, how short people were. Mm-hmm. Even the, even like they've, like, look back on old skeletons and, you know, people were like five foot, four foot eight men of, of like, you know, certain statures you know they were very few people that like was ever above the like six foot mark and those people were just like oh they were giants Mm. you know but you look now and you know it makes up like 10 percent of our population is people who are over Mm. six foot you know so i I think a lot of that too has to do with the industrialization of of, uh, food production Mm -hmm. yeah i agree with that the ability to get better nutrition that's why that's why thirteen year olds look like they're thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Well that and hormones. Yeah. <laughs> but but if you look back at like uh like not only carbon dating, but you look back at like the oxygens the oxygen levels back, you know, ten uh, twenty thousand, thirty thousand years ago, a hundred thousand years ago or whatever, you know, if they done some dating on some of those little saps that had oxygen that went in there and the oxygen levels were thirty percent. But if you looked and you look at a mosquito from then, like, yes, they still had small mosquitoes, but they also had massive yeah. mosquitoes that were like yeah, a foot, you I know. Think and one then, of those pterodactyls got in my car the other night. <laughs> so if, you, if, you've got, if you've got oxygen levels that are so enriched and so high to where, you know, it takes an enormous amount of food, hence the dinosaurs, it took a, an enormous, immense amount of food for them to – sustained with the oxygen that they were coming in so they were able to do it same thing whenever we're racing right the more oxygen we put in the engine the faster we're going to go it's no different the more oxygen we're able to take in our bodies the 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 more that we can grow in ourselves so that's why they started doing these things now to where they give bodybuilders these oxygen things that 
you know, they sniff or whatever, and it, you know, and it brings in like it allows them to take in so much more oxygen than what they would normally do, which, you know, helps them build muscles and do all that shit. A two hundred man power shot—is that what you're saying? Yeah, somewhere. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Two hundred man power. Get that little yeah. happy gas on the <laughs> uh, Let me perk it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> There's Kip one. <laughs> What anyway? Uh, I didn't mean to get us off subject, but no, I just you're good, man. I, it, I'm just, I'm just topics go where they go here, right? You know what yeah, I'm saying? So. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't matter to me. What is a uh, what is your spiciest opinion that most people disagree with? I know you got the one for this one. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you you did you definitely Ed, got it. Well, you know, I, I'm gonna tell you like, and I know a lot of people don't agree with me on this, but it's traditional women. You know how how women the reason the majority of divorce rates seventy uh, percent of women are divorcing men over men divorcing women it's seventy percent mm-hmm. uh, so the majority of women are are uh, are divorcing men for whatever that reason may be whether they cheated or they done whatever they're not happy in their their relationship or whatever that scenario may be but that is where mine comes in is like I don't necessarily believe what everybody else does because. Mm-hmm. One, y'all are married. Y'all may believe a different way than what I do, but in in my opinion, on the research that I've done, it's it's that we need traditional women back versus what we had have now. And you can email you have a twenty five percent success rate believing that. And you can email him at Ed Thomason at That's the right, Off Filter right. Podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, you, I'll break out the statistical facts. You can send your messages and comments to uh, the Off Kilter Podcast uh, Facebook Messenger. Right. Yeah. Attach, uh, put it in the comments, Ed. Yeah. yeah. Attention, Ed. And, and look, guys, I totally get it. You know, married both of y'all. In a, it been in a serious relationship 14 years. I get it, man. You, you know, or 15 years, yeah. however long it's been. But, but that doesn't mean we have opinions on it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, you know, I get it. Like, there's certain things that, you know, hey, you get, you got to keep that life comfortable at home. You know, I get it. You know, I understand. Look, I get it, man. And, it, and look, if I was in a serious relationship with somebody, I don't know that I'd be bringing up those facts that I got, but right now I'm not, and I don't have to put up with it because, like, I don't care if I get him one, you know. Richie, what is your uh, most spiciest opinion that most would not agree with? I don't really think I I have anything crazy. Mm. I don't. Sorry? I don't think so. I don't think I do. Wow. Spiciest opinion that most would disagree. Well, other than I'm always right on when it comes to race car stuff, I guess. Ooh. <laughs> hey. Um. Well, you mentioned it earlier about Biden now, remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Man, I, I just don't have anything nice to say about his entire cabinet. <laughs> anything. I got, I got one. <laughs> All right, this, this is just personal to me. How do you feel about Joel Olstein? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. The preacher that drives, what, Bugattis? Yeah, drives Bugattis and locks people out of his church when the world floods. Yeah. And has uh, big old huge orgies at his house. Oh, for I, sure. I'll, and, I'll, and damn freaking uh, big pool parties with yeah. a bunch of underage girls. Oh. Say, why aren't we invited? He was probably the first one <laughs> no. on Epstein Island oh, who no, didn't yeah. kill himself. <laughs> Epstein did not kill himself. No. I just want like that fact. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, there, there was another. There was another Clinton. I was uh, 
person that worked for the Clintons here recently. Did you guys seen that? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, somebody supposedly was, uh, like, strapped to a tree and shot in the head, and they ruled it a suicide or something. I've heard so. that several times when it yeah. re- refers to the Clintons. Oh, yeah. This is, what, number 50? I don't know. Yeah. A bunch God of them. I, I, think, I think if there's any one particular family that I would say – you just don't never know what would happen. It would be the Clintons. I mean, it just undeniably. I want to. I want to just get off top this topic for just. A, have y'all did any of the Murdoch trials? Have y'all been reading any of that? The lawyer from I think it's from Car- one of the Carolinas who uh, murdered his family. And here's the whole story. So his son uh, was hammered drunk, got into a boat wreck and killed a girl. She got flung off the boat, hit a bridge. Drowned, died, gone. So his dad covered it all up, get, kept him out of jail, and everybody's trying to, you know, you need to, you need to arrest him. You need to arrest him. You need this. His dad is a lawyer and kept him out of jail because he knows all the cops and everything from around there. So mm. then eventually it started catching up with him, and they have a trail of bodies like the Clintons do. And so eventually it started catching up with him, and he was a uh, he was heavily addicted to drugs. And he started taking in his own uh, lawyer's business. He owns the business. He started taking embezzling money. He would get money from the clients and never produce the product that they wanted. Mm-hmm. And so they started questioning him about it. And in order to get the heat off of him about it, he murdered his wife and child, mm. which is the, the son, which is the son that killed the girl in the boat accident. And it finally caught up with him. And, um, they got a uh, video uh, body cam footage from the camera whenever they got to his house and he was squalling and crying. It looked real. It was very believable. But come to find out, he killed him even though he said he didn't. You haven't seen any of that? It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that he was convicted. And, uh, I, I didn't get to actually. If y'all got a chance to watch that on Netflix, it's a really good show. Yeah. Uh, have any of y'all watched uh, The Last of Us? No. No, I heard it. I haven't good. either. But everybody's telling me to watch it, so I didn't mm. know. The that. Last of Us. Yeah, it's called The Last of Us. I can tell you, Yellowstone's pretty good. I don't know if you. Oh, Yellowstone it. is. Oh. Yellowstone, eighteen eighty three. Eighteen eighty three was pretty good. Uh, Nineteen twenty three is on now. Mm-hmm. I ain't seen neither one of them, but the it's original all Yellowstone is. Eighteen eighty three's got Tim McGraw in it. Oh, really? And his wife. Oh, okay. Faith Hill. Yeah, Faith Hill. Yeah. Have y'all watched the boys? I think eighteen eighty three was uh, the. Oregon Trail was yeah. was the depiction it, of the Oregon Trail. It's the very first part. Eighteen eighty three and nineteen twenty three happens before Yellowstone. Day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. I just didn't know if you knew that or not. Pretty well, close. I kind <laughs> of. Uh, it so, says yeah. it in the name region. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, look who we're talking. To, you know? <laughs> ah. Oh, you guys! Those are, those are really good shows. I enjoyed them. Yeah, I don't get to, I don't get to watch them a lot. But have you ever watched The Boys? No. Oh, it's superhero movie. It's freaking good. Are you sure that's what it is? That's what it is. Okay. It's called The Boys. Well, I mean, we're the boys. Hey, I'll tell you another good show that I actually binged the whole season of, and that's uh, The Tulsa King. What's that Tulsa King, it is. That is a good one, yeah. Tulsa King is a good show. Yes, it is. It's got Mr. Rambo himself, Rocky, yeah. in it. You yeah. know? So oh, I've seen that, where he's, a, where he's a, was in prison and got let out and he starts right. beating people up again. Yes. It's, it's a good, good show. Yeah. I like it. Man, my, my wife and I got stuck on The Americans. I don't know if you'll ever watch that or not, but it was a couple of years back, but it was it was a really good series. 
that Russian spies that lived in America. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, I did. I saw a few of those episodes. Yeah. Do y'all uh, do y'all get anything? Y'all like documentaries? Yeah, I do some. You know, um, uh, what is it? Chernobyl. Y'all watch the documentary sure. on Chernobyl? There's a docudrama about yeah. Chernobyl where they got professional mm. actors just doing it. Oh no, I hadn't seen that. Oh, it's so good, <laughs> mm. so good, and it shows like. They recreated in 3D, like the the image from above when it shows the reactor and spinning and stuff. Wow. Really I'll good. check that out. I've studied Chernobyl a good bit. That that was a that was, wow. a, jacked, that was a jacked up scenario. Man. If it comes to documentaries, anything based with the ocean, I'll sit and watch all day. Yeah, I see. I, I, my thing is, I always fall asleep. Like I like documentaries, but they put me out immediately, so it yeah. takes me so long to watch one. <laughs> <laughs> One documentary takes me six months, he said. Yeah, about that. <laughs> because I get about two minutes every time I watch one. Yeah, if I find something that's really interesting, like, you know, you get the documentaries on outer space and stuff. I watch those all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. Immediately puts Anything out. out of space, anything space-related, I'm, I'm all in. Now, mm-hmm. about uh, two years ago, I got to where I was into ancient Egypt a lot. Did you know next year there's going to be a comet coming by that's going to be so close to Earth you can see it with the naked eye? Yeah, I think it's in 2029, it, ain't it? It's the closest it's been in like Hang on, I'll look a long ass time, like a trillion years. Yeah, or something. Billion, four point five yeah. billion years. Something. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think it's in 2029. But they they've also the they've also talked about like they're not too worried like the especially the U.S. China and all them they're not too worried about it because they the any asteroid that they can physically see and they know that it's coming what they what they figured out that they could do is they can shoot a missile up towards it and blast it right when it comes to a certain point and that blast is going to push the trajectory ever so slightly and it would miss the earth by we're just talking about a flyby here i mean we're not talking about one coming at the earth we're talking think, about a flyby. well no this one in 2029 is supposed I'm not to talking be about that one. yeah this one is in thinking, 2024 i think you're thinking uh, about apophis it says yeah, that may be, yeah. It says at closest will be more than 70 million kilometers from Earth and or around October 12th, 2024. According to Versus, at this moment, the comet is traveling 15.7 kilometers per second. That's moving. Joking. At its closest point to the sun, the, I can't say that word, will be moving at 67 kilometers. He says comets and parabolic orbits are very fast and comprehensive. Oh, you don't need to know all that. I'm trying to figure out, uh, is it going to be visible? Nucleus of the comet is visible. Yeah, it's going to be visible with the naked eye. So, yeah, yeah somewhere in October 12, 2024. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm going to, Addison has a telescope that I will be utilizing <laughs> nice. for that particular event. What's scary is, you know, everything moves relative. So, as we circulate around the sun, the sun is circulating around <laughs> the, you know, Sagittarius A star, the center of the galaxy, the, mm-hmm. the black hole. And then the galaxy is, is, or the the entire galaxy is moving around the the local what's it called the uh, I think they call it the big drift. It's some some kind of weird name like that, or the big the, the gigantic pull or something. Well, the big drift is how everything is moving apart. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the big rip is, is that what you mean? It's, uh, man, I can't remember what they call it. I've watched so many documentaries about this stuff, man. Just memorizing these names and. Make, you almost sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> We're so close to actually knowing. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. We're experts. Right. Allegedly. The Big <laughs> Rip Theory, first published in 2003, The Big Rip is a cosmological hypn- 
hypnothesis that predicts that the universe matter is being progressively pulled apart, torn apart as the universe expands. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the big rip is. Oh, I know the great attractor. That's it. The great attractor. That's, that's what, um, as we're just talking about size wise, that's after galaxies, it's the next biggest thing versus a uh, dark matter. The great attractor. Okay. Mm-hmm. The great attractor theory. The great attractor is a uh, proposed gravitational attraction in intergalactic space and yeah, the apparent the central gravitational point of the L- Lanny Isca supercluster. Which is what that's like, that's like as far as gigantic things go. That's you got the Earth, the Sun, then you got black holes, then you got galaxies, and then you got that. That's so it, it's kind of yeah, like the cluster. center of everything, yeah. and it's all okay. Well, I never and it's, that. it's like the uh, the ocean as far as rivers. Yeah. So we're all in the rivers, and that thing is the ocean attracting. What's really mind blowing about this is that you know supposedly we can see fourteen point five billion light years but that's just the horizon and what's beyond that yeah what's beyond the horizon of what we can see right dude wow yeah it's mind-blowing isn't it but now if you could see past that point and could see would you end up seeing yourself again well, yeah, they, there's a theory about that. Yeah, they think it's like uh, there's some people that think that uh, the whole universe is in the shape of a soccer ball. I forget the technical name of a soccer ball, but once you get a to sphere. the end, you come back in the other end. A sphere? No, 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 no. Like you know how it's got the little diagonal oh, trape- uh, trapezoid? He- I think it maybe what it's called. Hexagon. Right yes. there, Rich. Yeah, but once you get to the end, you come back in the other side. So essentially what this is saying is that everything is just kind of moving in an oval and it just, you know, and it keeps going around. And even Mm. though it's so vast, it's kind of like a, you know, we're, we're still moving, but everything else is moving as well too. So it just may just, I think, I think that, you know, everything came from one point. So if that's the case, once we get past the horizon, eventually you'll run into nothing and then it'll be nothing all the way to the center of where it all started. That's what I think. Well, if you think about this, okay, so let's just say we're looking out and we can see a galaxy that's up, you know, 20 million miles away. Well, well that that's galaxy, right next door. That <laughs> galaxy that we can see, and when we, we run, well, let's just say we look at it and through a telescope and we see it. Now, from where that galaxy is behind it in that little, that little you know, path that runs this way and that way, we can never be able to see it. Right. Well, you got gravitational lensing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, black holes bend light, and they use that as a magnifying glass to be able to see. That's how they yeah. got that galaxy that was 13.8 billion years ago. Yeah. They use gravitational lenses. So, in some instances, you can see around them. Okay. Here's the here's an interesting part. You can take the tip of a pen or a pencil and hold it up in the outer, hold it up in the sky, and the area that the very tip of the pen is, they they took the Hubble Space Telescope. It's called the Deep Field Image. And they concentrated on a black area that was that big. And they left it open for weeks to collect all the data. And it's and, and you can look it up. It's called the deep field image. But once you zoom in on it, there's hundreds of millions and millions of galaxies in there. Mm-hmm. 
And it's so it's so vast, and that was the one that they they didn't think anything was going to be there. They thought it was just dark, empty space. Right. But, yeah, but it was all those galaxies. But there there yeah. was also something too that I seen too, like when they look into an area that's super bright, that they they have problems seeing there, and they don't look yeah. in those. They look in the ones that are more dark. That's yeah. why the James Webb's telescope that's on the out past the moon. Yeah. They have this huge shield that shields the sun from it, so it can collect all the the. So the light's blocking it, so they click all the light. Right. That James Webb is awesome. It yeah. is, yeah. It makes the Hubble telescope look like a bitch. It does. <laughs> yeah. It does. It specializes in infrared where yeah. Hubble just doesn't. Oh, yeah. It was a big uh, It was a big thing whenever it come back with its first image. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Man, it was a big thing. And it, they all, it, the James Webb took like where Hubble concentrated on that one black spot in there for, I want to say like 60 something hours. It was a lot to get all those little photons in. James Webb studied it for like 50 minutes and got the same image. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't wow. much. But a lot more clear and stuff. And you could clarity. actually see time bend mm-hmm. in freaking certain areas of it. It was pretty cool. And then you could see, uh, the thing where I was telling y'all about gravitational lensing, you could see where they have a galaxy here, 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 and here, and it's like a big oval, and it's the same galaxy because something in the middle is causing it to lens. Yeah. It's crazy. What you what you reading there? Yeah, uh, just, you know, looking about the <laughs> He's James. deep into We're it. blowing his mind over here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, knew, I knew, like, and I knew that the James Webb telescope was there, but I really hadn't done much research on it. It's the L2 Lagrange. Something. Yeah, Lagrange it's, point two. Yeah, it's like the L2. furthest part between the Earth and Sun where gravity is neutral, so the Earth won't be pulling it, nor the Sun will be pulling it. It's in neutral. Right. Well, we're talking about uh, trillions and trillions of galaxies, billions and billions of miles away. Mm-hmm. But there's actual parts of our own Earth that we don't know about. The ocean. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So who's to say... Our time machine ideas are in the bottom of the ocean. Our yeah. space travel solutions are not in the bottom of the ocean. This is how little I knew about it. I thought Titanic was the deepest shipwreck. It is not. <laughs> no. Not by a long uh, shot. No. <laughs> yeah, no. No way. Like, And i tell you what really gets me is I want you to sit and think about this. Have you seen some of the stone structures, the size of those stone structures that are in the pyramids? Mm -hmm. How huge they are and what it would have took for us today having all the technologically advanced Uh, bullcrap heavy machinery that we have that can just simply move that? Hey, and speaking of that, have you heard of, uh, it's a thing called the Coral Castle down in Florida? Uh Uh-uh. Oh man, you got to look that up. It's it's pretty awesome. So there's a immigrant come over. I believe it was in the early 1900s, like real early 1900s. And uh, this guy cut and uh, and moved and put this coral, huge coral blocks that weighed many many tons apiece. And this little small fellow was he was an older guy. He's like in his 50s or 60s and. Uh, he's like five feet tall. You know, there's, there's no possible way. He's a little scrawny fellow. There's no way he could have moved that. But he did it all by himself. Said he had some kind of technology. He said that he had the secrets of the pyramids. So, hmm. 
It's a pretty cool read. I mean, I'm looking at some of the yeah. structures, and and that man did all that by himself. I mean, that's yeah, that's impressive in itself. So if he knew something that. Well, I'm and sure. He won't tell anybody either. Really. <laughs> well, he's I'm dead now, but <laughs> I'm sure I remembered watching some documentaries on that about how they did it, and it was. Uh, I think there's some theories that they used water. Mm. Um, there's a uh, bunch to move that. I watched some theories on how they did the pyramids, and they, they uh, I think the most common one was they created a huge land mass and then put all the sand blocks on that and just drain the sand out from under it. Yeah. Like they built it around a big sand castle. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to figure there's, out. I mean, you got, there's you, many, there's many different theories. Look at the, the Sphinx, you know, they, they've already determined that the Sphinx face that we know now was not the correct one. That oh, was there. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wasn't, that wasn't the correct one. It was like, that was made years after or something, you know? So, there's there's wow, some theories that he was it was one of the gods like it was one of the dog faced god I can't remember what they call it was it Horus or something like that yeah and uh, it it sustained some damage during you know whatever long long period of time right and they recarved it into uh, what the face it was was it Ramses the second mm-hmm. yeah but that I mean like if you even sit and think about just what their, their how how maybe they wasn't like they didn't have like power technology but they had to have had some type of technology it just may be we went this way whenever after all that the crap that happened that killed off so many people and the technology went a different way this way with us what we are now versus what it was then and it went this way and then whenever the big die-off happened or whatever it was that you know oh, yeah. I fully essentially agree. essentially noah's flood you know essentially yeah. so allegedly allegedly <laughs> I, I, I really i think that's more than likely i think you know i think there's been technological advancement to a point and then uh, you know something either natural or man-made happened and Destroyed that level of technology, and you had to build back to it. I think the what? Go ahead. Well, uh, I think I seen something where they had a theory that all the pyramids and all that stuff was not built by us. Mm. It it was built by aliens. Okay, but now hear me out. The most feasible. Okay, now hear me out. Now, now I'm I'm on. See, what is it? Is it the Valley of Souls or something they call it? Where all of the people were buried in the tomb. Oh, uh, the Valley of the Kings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, where all them people were. They said that the aliens did all that and actually put all of their victims in those things. Hmm. And it's just they wiped everybody out. So that way. And then all the drawings and all that stuff were actually drawings of the people who, who actually came down to do it. You know, because they all had horse heads and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So that was them leaving their mark on Earth. Hmm. That's an interesting theory. All right. So, you know, like they talk about the Nephilim in the Bible, right? You know, it's really supposed to be really, really big, humongous tall people. There's a dude that was on Joe Rogan's podcast that was talking about, like, 
he knows that you could go into this one place and these humongous giant people are in here and it's underground and they're like 20 feet, 30 feet tall, something like that. And of course, I don't know if it's true. I'm just telling you what, what they say. Allegedly is what you're saying. Yeah. Allegedly. But they're 20, 30 feet tall. But the average ones were between 10 and 20 feet tall. And mm-hmm. there was many of them. So to even go in this structure, you were required – you know, the utmost silence. You couldn't ever do it. And this one guy's talking about how he was down there and he's seen it. And one of the rules going in that place is you cannot say the word Jesus. Huh. You cannot say it. So if you went in there and you stubbed your toe and you went, Jesus Christ said they, they would kill you. Ooh. Yeah. Said so that it was very, very important that you could not use the name Jesus ever. You couldn't say it. You couldn't speak it. What about Jesus? I don't know. I'm just okay. whether, whether the translation was actually Jesus or that's just the translation that they use because we know Jesus, his real name wasn't Jesus. Yeah. But like, Yowie. yeah. Uh, uh, but like, you know, that was the name that you couldn't say down there. You know what I'm saying? In reference to him. So mm. I don't know how true it is. Obviously, it's kind of far fetched, kind of hard to believe. But Joe yeah, Rogan but if you a- if you see some of the shit that you know, all the discoveries we've made in the last hundred years, as far as animals and stuff, could it, could it be possible? Yeah, I don't. I, it'd be very hard to hide it. But there's some people still think Bigfoot's real. I mean, so. yeah, like, <laughs> the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, <laughs> you know. uh, Sasquatch. Hey, those things are real, man. I seen one. Mm-hmm. Don't. No, I didn't see one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were supposed to get something good. Is there, is there some, well, obviously we find new, you know, living things every day, every week, every year. To, but to say that you've, that we would, that we've never had any real solid evidence of Bigfoot who is essentially 10, 12 feet tall. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like to say and that. Time travel. See, you got yeah. you got you got Bigfoot, you got Sasquatch, you got what is the what is the other acronym? What Nyota the Nyota booger? Yeah, that booger. Oh, the Nyota booger. I got. Yeah. I know quite a few people who will <laughs> look stand oh, up and yeah. jump up on this table. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna break y'all loose a little story, right? Yes, and, this is what I've been waiting for. Okay, <laughs> so this this is look. I'm a, I'm gonna tell you. I've not really talked about this so <laughs> I'm invested. Much. I was living in a trailer in Littleton, and you remember where it was? Yep, where it's across seventy eight. And it was back out whenever you cross seventy eight, like uh, like you're coming out where, um, you know, Sayre. You come out of Sayre, you turn you turn left on the interstate, like you're going to Adamsville. You'll cross the bridge, and there's a road to your right. Yeah, I've been out you that road twice. Take that road before they cut the other part of that road off. This road went straight down through there, and you would come out into where it was the old strip pits. They wasn't nothing out there but a trailer and a house. Somebody lived in that house, and me, Danny, and Jeremy lived in this trailer. Me and Danny were in my 323 that I had from Jerry. Mm-hmm. Or no, it wasn't. It wasn't a 323. It was the um, that little red car. The uh, Geo Prism? Yeah, the Geo Metro or whatever that was, that Geo Storm. That's Storm, what that's right. Yeah, Geo Storm. Well, the Geo Storm. It's a chick magnet car. God, I'm telling you, man, too. like it was, it was unreal, dude. Like, that's how Ed caught me hot riding. But <laughs> me and Danny were uh uh danny cato we broke down in the car we we made it probably two or three hundred feet down that road now it was dark all right so me and danny was like well hell we ain't gonna stay here all night this is probably nine ten o'clock at night we'll just walk up there to the house it ain't a mile or so away right well 
we we get out we start walking right so me and him's just walking you know we have no light no nothing it's really really dark and we're hearing something over here in the woods that's over here to the left and it's going when we stop it stops so i was like i was like what what in the crap so we start walking again right so we're waiting we hear it again and and so we stop again and me and danny both and i knew danny was faster than me all right and i told him i said look if you leave and you and you try to outrun me i'm gonna throw a rock and hit you in the back of the head i said because because we all know that these things go after the weaker one right yeah (laughs) you know and i'm the slow one so so don't do it so me and him decided well let's just pick up the pace a little bit so we start running right and then we can you can hear this thing distinctly distinctly running right there with us and okay so whenever you come to the end of that road the railroad tracks are here and you turn left and then you got to go over here to the driveway to go up to the trailer. Well, the the whatever that was was on the left, mm. so we, I couldn't turn left. And I think Danny realized that, right? So when Danny made it to that little turn, he went right. I Danny was done gone. He was way ahead of me. He was done. He's done out of sight, right? I made it to the left, and when I made it to the left, I made it about five foot. And I'm telling you now, I know that my eyes played tricks on me, and I know this fear because i was so freaking scared but i jumped out whenever i got out onto the main road whatever this was jumped out and i swear it looked seven foot tall with a head of a panther (laughs) and all i could do was scream (laughs) to the top of my lung and danny is still trucking it because i could turn and see him with that light and he just had passed that light going the underway (laughs) and i screamed to the top of my lungs and then whatever it was darted back in back into the woods right but when we went back down there after this, after I done got back to the house and cooled down, we had got to some daylight. We went over and we seen it, and the footprints were about about yay big around. <laughs> so whatever it was was not seven foot tall. But right. whenever you round a corner and you see something, oh yeah, that you think was like, and what I think it probably was was a bobcat, but it scared me so bad I thought I seen a seven foot tall creature <laughs> with the head of a panther at me. So we we had talked about this. Well, like it was the Nyota booger. Like that's what they got. got <laughs> they come out there. Now nobody believed me, but like as I've gotten older in years, I'm like my eyes had to play tricks on me. You know, just had to. Man, you know what the icing on the cake would be on that story? What? As if whenever he said he turned around, if he could turn around and holler, "Leave me alone! I'm a pit bull." <laughs> <laughs> now you got to think like it, this was in the I heyday pre pit bull. This was in my it heyday was, but, of uh, I'm just being saying. 20 years old, smoking weed all the time. You know, partying every freaking weekend. I made money. I partied. You know, and that is a story that I can still swear to today oh. on something that happened that scared me so bad. You know, because I had another one that happened where I was on a job site and I jumped off a, a track loader and I looked between my legs and I seen a snake, right? Well, I thought this damn thing was 10 foot long. Well, they go over and kill it and this thing was that big. And I was like, there's no way that was it. That is not it. The the snake that I seen was 10 foot, you know, <laughs> you know so. 
you know, you kind of you kind of think that your eyes plays tricks on you, or oh, you're just yeah. that scared or something in that moment. Because like I thought, whatever it was was about to eat me for real. <laughs> yeah, every every time I uh, tell the story about my biggest fish I ever caught, it gets bigger and bigger, <laughs> bigger. And, bigger. <laughs> and bigger. Yeah, every time I think it's up to like ten foot now. I do the same <laughs> thing when it comes to my dick. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to nowadays. <laughs> but, yeah. Catch more fish with honey, right? That's right. That's right. Ain't no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) I said fish. (laughs) Oh, man. What are we we on right now? We on an hour? Hour and 11. Hour and 12, something like that. You want to get get a couple of these funny questions out of the way and then we'll wrap it up? Let me get it pulled up here. Um, well, uh, I want to get uh, some more uh, opinions from uh, our guest here about um, our recent uh, current events for the country. Absolutely. Let's do that. As far as uh, the actual balloon that flew all the way across the country. Yeah. And, a reconnaissance uh, balloon? Yeah, I got I got. Uh, I have a pretty good idea of that. that. That's similar to a system that I worked on. It was a... a 22 meter DC aerostat. Um, these aerostat systems like that, ours was tethered, so we put ours up, uh, you know, a, a finite amount because of the tether, so it wouldn't go much further than, uh, you know, 20, 2200 feet. But the same type of system, it's a, um, you know, lighter than air system with a truss under it and a, a suite of sensors. But that one that went over us was a, a much bigger balloon and had a much bigger and much more sophisticated suite of sensors on it. I was wondering, like, how do they control the direction on it? Like, it just gets up into the jet stream and goes, right? You can't yeah, control where it goes. Pretty much. I mean, there's very, very minor, like, thrust vectoring on it, but yeah. it's, it's not much. That's enough to get you in the vicinity. But at that height, you're looking at a, a massive area. I yeah. mean, you're looking at square miles, tens or hundreds of square miles. Mm. And uh, the type of sensors they would have looking down on that, um, as good as most uh, satellite sensors. Maybe mm. not quite as quality of cameras, but, I mean, your, your ability to relay and capture uh, communications and things like that. That sensor suite was was incredible. I mean, the truss on that thing was fifty feet across, and you, and you can only imagine the the uh, unbelievable sensors that they had on the yeah. thing. Yeah, and they was getting all type of weather, uh, yeah. you know, info and stuff on <laughs> right. that thing. Wasn't weather mm-hmm. my ass, the motherfuckers was getting everything. <laughs> they were collecting so, everything. So you're saying you're not a believer that they didn't know nothing about it until it was already on top of us? They tracked that thing from the time it left the ground in China. I'm sure they did. To yeah, uh, NORAD had it when it when it entered our hemisphere, and then they tracked it all the way across. They knew exactly what it was collecting. Um, Why did they take so long to shoot it down? Because Biden's in the pocket of the Chinese Communist Party. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's it, just that's a fact. They, yeah, because they were just going to let it go until it caused the scene, and when it caused the scene, then they shoot it down. Well, yeah, I mean, once that old uh, damn old China balloon. I think once the, uh, the I can't remember the fellow's name, but once the fellow saw it and and reported it, you know, kind of let the cat out of the bag. But um, 
those types of things are, are are in the upper atmosphere around the stratosphere all the time but uh it's it's pretty rare for one to traverse the uh, the upper 48 mm. with the lower 48 like it did you know that that was that was beyond ridiculous we should have shot that thing down before it entered Alaskan airspace. Mm. There, there's some redneck that's out there on the freaking beach right now collecting. You <laughs> got a damn free satellite. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be difficult to collect all that because even though it went down in shallow water, you know, uh, relatively shallow water, like it was going down with some speed. Well, uh, I think there was a better solution of getting that thing down than than sure. what was than what was done. Yeah, I mean, the, if they really wanna, wanted it. And really wanted to know what it was. Yeah. I'm I'm sure there's better ways that could have. You would well, we, think the government would want to capture it and study it. They used an F-22 and fired a, a a missile at it and destroyed the truss and the sensors. That the only the only reason you would do that is to cover what the sensors were up. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't destroy the sensor suite. You would you would collect it and then find out exactly what your enemy was using. I mean that. If you can exploit what your enemy is using, you know, and learn from it, there's no reason not to. Unless there's mm-hmm. some type of deal that had already been made. Right. Right. I wonder if that China balloon got any of those UFOs that's been coming out recently. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you sit down and really think about it, do you think, honest to God's truth, that China is going to create this big balloon and send it over here without us knowing about it? I mean, it's hard. Seriously. It's hard to wrap your head around. It, yeah. it, well, it's not. It's not possible. It's not going to well, happen. I'm Somebody, sure, I'm sure. I think there's a thing, right? I and I may be wrong, but it's uh, two miles off the coast of Alaska. That once it crosses that point, we can take it down, no matter what it is. Mm. I think. I think it's further than two miles. I think it's twelve twelve miles to enter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. knew there was a two in there. Yeah. Once, <laughs> once Nailed you get it. inside of that, in you know, you're, you're in uh, sovereign airspace, and then you can shoot it down. But you wouldn't want to shoot anything down and, and try to collect it in the you know the Bering Bering Sea because right. and that that was cold weather. That was what I was saying. That if yeah. you shot something down right. and you wanted to you wanted to know, don't think that our U.S. government didn't know that that thing was coming over okay. here or right. doing whatever it was doing, and then they shot it down and destroyed it, like right. you said. And not want to figure out what what it was. Well, it, it was a lot. They knew what it was. Right. Exactly. It, where where do y'all a, think it came from then? China. China. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you just said it would. There's no way it came from China. No, no, no. I said there's no way that our government didn't know, didn't know. that okay. it that that's where it come from. I thought you were saying the balloon didn't what, come what from China. China. No. I was like, it, even even when we lost a, a 65 meter aerostat or a, a 65 foot 22 meter aerostat, you could. It had what was called the burn ring on the nose of it, and it would allow enough helium to escape for it to slowly come down and save the truss and the sensors. Well, this thing could be brought down in the same way, and it's a lighter-than-air system. It's basically the same as what we used. All they had to do was puncture the envelope, the bag, and just allow it to uh, uh, allow enough gas to escape for it to come down. Mm. And then we could have brought it down anywhere over the huge area that it traversed you know it went went across alaska the great plains i mean, yeah, I mean there's nothing mm-hmm. you know there's there's no reason that that balloon that balloon should have been destroyed like it was unless think, they 
I think that balloon got pictures of me sunbathing on my roof. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's very possible, now, man. Now to say that <laughs> now now to say that this balloon was sent over here to inspect the US, who knows? Mm. Now, that's what I'm saying. Like but to not think that the US government didn't know about it or wasn't wasn't involved. Oh, they know about everything. Is is a far fetch in my opinion. I mean, it could have been brought over to somehow go across Canada or you know hit some other countries on the way that it would do. You know, who knows? You well, know it, what I'm it did. It did move right across our our most important strategic nuclear missile silos. I mean, it, it and it did gather that intelligence. You don't necessarily have to have like inner working intelligence of those things to understand. Yeah, but it. they're they're part of the United Kingdom. They can come over here and. Inspected anyway. I wonder if the China balloon right. confirmed I or denied the Earth was yeah. flat. <laughs> I mean, I know that like whenever I was on the uh, on the base out in McConnell Air Force bases, that they that the pilots there were really mad because they'd have to go into Russia and inspect their nuclear silos and stuff like that. And the areas that they lived in while they were there was like rat infested. Oh, yeah. But whenever they come over here, it was like Taj Mahal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they had flat screen TVs. You know, Serta beds and wish it, I had a Serta bed. Internet, uh, yeah, it was, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like the the porn over here is higher quality than the porn <laughs> over there. Is what you're saying? Yeah. And like superior. that's the crazy thing is like we would have the 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 Russian fighter jets. They landed many a times whenever I was there at mm-hmm. uh, McConnell Air Force Base. So we know that they're allowed. Mm-hmm. Because that's part of the treaty with, you know, with the nuclear silos is that, you know, each place can go to where their known nuclear silos are and inspect them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the peace I, treaty. I, I'm not nearly as concerned about large nation with a lot of nuclear weapons as I am the rogue states coming coming up with them. You know, Iran mm-hmm. having a nuclear capability, nuclear weapon capability inside of, you know, a few months now. That's that's really scary as well. We already know they're innovative due to nine eleven. Sure. Well, everybody says that like Israel has the the world killer. So I don't know whether that's true or not. But they they have nuclear weapons. I'm sure that we gave them. And yeah. uh, I think that's I think the idea behind that is that they would touch off uh, a larger scale nuclear war if they right. were to use one. I think. Uh, I don't think North Korea is so scary with their nuclear weapons mm-hmm. because they don't have they don't stand a whole lot to gain by using a nuclear weapon. Uh, Iran does. Iran wants to be uh, the the old. Um, they want their empire back. They want they want to be the Persian Empire again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they've lost so much of their empire landmass that you know they they feel like. Most all of these countries feel like that the nuclear weapon is the great equalizer. You know that, right. that um, if they don't have it, they feel like they're going to be conquered at some point. And right, you know, not to say that they're you know moral actors on the world stage, but they're they're partially right in that assessment. You know, you know it it really is kind of the the great equalizer. Mm. Uh, oh. One more quick thing before we. Uh, close out you being uh ex-military and uh afghanistan and all that stuff um if you want you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to but how did that make you feel on the 
on our exit of of Afghanistan, knowing how much time and effort you put into all that? I don't have anything nice to say about the way that happened. Mm-hmm. Everything that I, that happened there was a, a just a shit show. Uh, I've been to Bagram. I've I've I spent a year, well, around Bagram. Uh, Bagram is a huge airbase, and it's built to have a, a a a large standoff area, so that that would be the ideal place to withdraw from. They decided to use um, Kabul, which is in the middle of a city and is the absolute worst place to withdraw from. Yeah. Because there's no cover. There's no concealment anywhere. It's a sniper's paradise all the way around it. It's uh, It was just the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever seen in my life <laughs> that they decided to withdraw from Kabul, and it cost 13 service members their lives. Mm. And that was Joe Biden, right? Joe Biden to the extreme and, and showed no remorse about this whatsoever. Zero. So, oh, I think that was his uh, very first uh, task there, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think that was Shutting his down very, the first very first task was killing people. Which you know he's he's well, not I mean, in charge. What did, what did you expect from the Democratic Party? No offense, but look, you know, uh, Hillary done the same shit with the, uh, you know, leaving them, leaving the people over there into the uh, uh, into Benghazi. Our, the ambassador over there. Benghazi. Uh, yeah, Benghazi. Benghazi, you know. Well. I, I personally think um, Benghazi was, was a, a travesty. That was an absolute freaking, um, th- there's morally indefensible. They left those people out to dry, and they could have easily gotten them out. Mm-hmm. It, it was disgusting. But that's not the first and won't be the last time. As far as the withdrawal from Afghanistan, we left eighty-five plus billion dollars worth of oh, I'm sure. equipment. That that was outrageous. Yeah, we, right. we we armed the Taliban and made them as formidable as Quds Force, which is like the you know the Iranian military. We made them as formidable as the Iranian military just by leaving all that gear there. Now, granted, they're not going to be able to to maintain Black Hawk helicopters and stuff, but you all saw the pictures shortly after we left. We were flying around with a some you know, some unfortunate person hanging by a noose underneath it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Who knows who that was? I mean, it could have just been somebody. If they were going to leave it, every one of them should have been destroyed to a point yeah. where it couldn't yeah. have never been used. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just Joe Biden. I mean, th- this is... General General Milley, that guy's a douchebag. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't care. I'm out now. Fuck him. He's a douchebag. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> um, not just him. General uh, Lloyd Austin is the Secretary of Defense right now. He was my assistant division commander at Fort Stewart. He was a two, he was a a one star general there at the time. And man, that guy was a soldier. Soldier. He he was out there doing it he deployed to iraq many times but he he, something happened to him after he got out he made four-star general and then he went to work for raytheon and the money just totally flipped him he got turned yep it turned him into what he is now so yes man you know and decided to teach the military that uh 
to be trans or, or accepting of trans people and all this crazy. I mean, just total ignorance. We're not teaching them to be a fighting force anymore and how to win wars. We haven't won a war since World War II. Mm-hmm. That's the last war we won was World War II. Everyone, every other war has been a, a means to get wealthy for a certain small amount of people. And that's mm-hmm. basically it. You know? <laughs> Vietnam was the same way, LBJ. You know, he had, um, <clears throat> he had uh, interest in rubber and all the other kinds of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it, you know, it's the same. You know, the the goods and the services and whatever might change, but it's the principles the same. Right. All right. these wars since have just been trash. You know? It. The only reason that any of them really ever do any of it, in my opinion, it's oil. It has something to do with oil somewhere down the pipeline somehow to to make to make well, money. And the only people that get rich are the politicians. Well, that's true. And this recently, is why we need to sanction laws that that we the people need to write. That states like you can be a politician no longer than yeah, two term or three limits. terms, just like it is for the president. You can't be in there any longer. You, if you go in and you let's just say you had two hundred thousand dollars in the bank, you come out and you're a multi-millionaire, hundred million dollars. Oh, yeah. Well, you go to prison. Yeah, in my opinion, that's what you should do because then that would make them be more about the people than it is about money. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're the one that controls all that, so mm-hmm. it's never going to be that way. Oh, I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the problem if, until until we stand up. You know, if you could, if personally, if I could vote myself. Six months paid vacation a year and, and, you know, like eight raises a year. I probably would, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, of course, it's wrong, man. It's jacked up. No. It's, I can't see anything that's moral or favorable to the country at all, mm-hmm. the, the way that we've been governed in the last, I would say, you know, since World War Two. Well, let's be honest here at this table. I mean, who really thinks... Joe Biden is calling the shots. Who no. really thinks that? No, no, no way. No. You was talking about, you know, I mean, so and so being a yes man. Mm. Everybody thinks Joe Biden's a yes man. He can't even tie his fucking shoes. <laughs> He's not a yes man. He's a come on, man. <laughs> you know, I can't read the prompter. What's that say? Right. In, in in my opinion, he almost got taken by a and look, you know, what I'm, I want, what I'm I want to say is, hear Obama, me out. What'd you say in my ear? As <laughs> I, I want to say, hear me out before you agree or disagree with this. All right. But the money that we give military bases, all right, when it's used properly is a great thing, correct? When it's used improperly, that money does nothing but cost us money. Okay. So, for example, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this out McConnell Air Force Base. I was out there. The uh, uh, the colonel of that base, I'm going to say it was a colonel, but the colonel of that base at that time would drive in, and he seen these big air conditioning machines, right, that were on this part, and when he drove in, he couldn't stand it. So he spent $50,000 of taxpayer money to build a brick wall to cover them so he didn't have to see it. Mm. This is how horrible – our spending is inside the military. That $50,000 could have went to our military service people better than what it did. Oh, I mean, if you knew the fraud, waste and abuse <laughs> that moved through Iraq and Afghanistan, man, 
Like in 2006, I was working for a company called uh, Kellogg's Brown and Root. Yep, KBR. Yep. And uh, I saw containers. Well, this is this is on a really small scale, but this happened on a large scale. Mm-hmm. Containers of, of cabinet-grade sanded plywood, I mean, beautiful material that was shipped from here to there and used for tent floors and then just pulled up and burned. I mean, mm-hmm. it was outrageous, outrageous. Yep. Expensive material. Oh, just, yeah. Oh, just yeah. just ridiculous. And then and then whenever they built the, the, the barracks where the people stayed in, they went as cheap as possible. I, I was out there at Fort uh, Stewart and Fort Benning when they were they they was building those uh, buildings, mm. and they went as cheap as possible as they possibly could to build those buildings for people to live in. They, the the ones are at Fort Stewart where they built those ten buildings. There's ten of them that they built out there that were strictly for you know bringing on more military people to have places to live on the base. Built ten of them, right and that the buildings themselves were not structured to be able to handle the amount of people, furniture and stuff that went in those buildings, but they built them anyway. Mm. That don't surprise me. <laughs> the barracks at Fort Stewart. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was I was leaving about the time that they'd started building you know, nice new barracks. Yeah, I built them in 2010 is whenever I was there building them. And Fort Benning, I was down there in 2010 and 11. I've worked on many bases. At, that, at this time, I was I was uh, working for, um, I can't remember the fire protection company at this time I was working for, but it was with Tony and all our, all our buddies at that time. But j- just as some of the stuff that you've seen, and I've, I've been on many bases all over Fort Lawson Wood, Fort Stewart, you know, just handfuls of them, you know, and uh, you know, it just it just seeing some of the stuff that they make you spend, make that that they want to spend money on, which ha- absolutely has no sense. Like for one, that building that I was explaining earlier that's covered in fence, they have armed guards there, and they had us pull a data cable in here to this building that is a concrete shell, nothing there, no nobody's in it. They got armed guards out there at all times, and there's one data cable that runs in there to it. That's it. One data cable, empty building, and and from what I understand, there was just a data cable to plug up a laptop in this empty building. Barbed wire fence all the way around it, big, you know, block building, you know, empty. Mm. You know, so I'm sure about, there's reasons why they do that, but talk about privacy. What do y'all What do y'all think about the, all these uh, classified documents being found with Joe Biden and? I personally think that uh, the classified documents that they're finding at his houses and wasn't it on Hunter's laptop though? Mm-hmm. Some of it was. So, some of it was. It was almost a, a verbatim classified briefing that he passed off to. Uh, is either a CCP person? Uh, is either a, um, I can't remember if it was a Ukrainian or a CCP that that uh, they passed that off to. But man, it was just completely outrageous that a, a classified briefing would be passed by the uh, the the sitting vice president at the time's son to another to to an adversary oh yeah well you know it got late then <laughs> mm-hmm. well you know they they talked about trump 
was going to do nothing but create wars and do all this other kind of stuff. And, and Joe Biden was going to come in and make the world a peaceful place. And what happened? It's not Trump peaceful. come in, made the world a peaceful place by creating wealth for our country, doing what he did. Now, was he ethical? Maybe not. Maybe not so much. But what did he do? He created wealth for our country. So he grabs Biden bits every now and then. Well, Biden well, came in and and is creating war. Mm. You know, we're on the stages of war with China, with Russia, and that's because they don't fear us right now. What made Trump different, and what the politicians hated the most about it was he wasn't a politician, mm-hmm. and he couldn't be bought. He right. can't be bought. I see it. That was the thing. He didn't care. He didn't care about the money. I mean, look how many millions of dollars he lost just by being the president where he could have stayed in his businesses and making millions or billions more even. You know, they've already proven that his wealth went down as becoming the president where everybody else's has gone up. The only sitting president in the in the world whose wealth money. went down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I mean that's gotta that's gotta account for way more than anything. What what did he use proper cooth and language when he talked to people? Hell no, but that's what we needed, and that's what we still need. Mm-hmm. At least at least he could talk. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> the president we got now can't even speak. So and he right, wasn't so afraid to show dominance. I want to mm-hmm. ask y'all something while you're sitting here. Do y'all want him to come back in 2024? Trump? Yeah. Trump. Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll vote for him again. Yeah, hell yeah, definitely. I will. I ain't, ain't without a doubt. Baby. Without a doubt. I now, whenever, think. whenever twenty sixteen happened, I was, I was, I wanted uh, Ben Carson, but when Ben Carson dropped out, I went, I went for Trump. Now I'd like Trump, but I just, you know, same sense. Trump was loud. He was, you know, seemed misogynistic. I didn't all vote that. for him. I voted independent yeah. whenever the whole Trump there. But after after he's ran it, he's got my vote now. So yeah. yeah. I think the I think the dream team, Donald Trump, Candace Owens. Yes. That's the dream team. Man, I'd like for Candace Owens to be president. Yeah. True. Anything but Kamala Harris. I mean come on oh, man. Yes. Like I mean true. Jesus Christ. I don't know how that woman ever All right. All right. So y'all y'all are in a yeah, I gotta go this is a funny question. So you're in an elevator you have a gun with one bullet, and you got Joe Biden, uh, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, and uh, Hillary Clinton. What do you do? I probably shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just being honest. <laughs> and, I, and I answered. I asked this question because there was a there was a Marine one time who said uh, if he was in a, a elevator with Nancy Pelosi, Hitler, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Saddam Hussein. And he had nine bullets in his gun. What would he do? He said he would shoot Nancy Pelosi nine times and try to take out the other two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said she's worse for the American people than any of us. So right. That's, that's right. where this question comes from. Yeah. I was going to say, if we got one bullet, how powerful is it? Maybe we can get them all in a line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, un, the unfortunate thing is, is like, you know, just knowing that, that they're, they're, they would they could ruin your life anyway. So, you know, the chances of taking all four of them out would probably be slim. And I'd just end me, you know. I'd just yeah. be like, hey, you know, it ain't worth it no more, man. But Nancy Pelosi stepped down now, so she's uh, yeah. not much of a threat anymore. But Yeah, but she, she did she so still, much damage while she was in she there. Did she did a lot of damage, a lot, man. There's yeah. no telling where we would be right now if we didn't, if Pelosi wasn't in and Schrumer I think that's his name, Schumer, 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 Schumer whatever. Schumer, Amy Schumer's dad. Yeah. Schumer. Schumer wasn't in where Donald Trump could have done 
what was possible for this country, and we would have been in way better shape. As far as taxes, we could have went to the flat tax Mm -hmm. instead of being taxed to death on everything. Mm-hmm. You know, because look, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if most of y'all know this, but our tax, whenever we was taxed before where we got that decrease in our tax with Donald Trump, they only passed that for eight years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got to get Donald Trump back in here. Cause I said something I never understood that is we get our money that we make is taxed. The purchases that we buy with the ta- already taxed money is taxed. Mm-hmm. And then we have to get taxed on any gains, any, anything. Yeah. Anytime that you take your money and you make money on it, they want to take a tax out of it. Well, it's not even making money on it. If you just transfer, if money just moves from one place to another, it's taxed. Well, here, here's, no a, fucking sense. here's another thing that you don't get. All right. So if you're incorporated and you have money that you've paid taxes on, and then at the end of the year, you got a million dollars in the bank, they're going to take their they're going to take taxes out of that million dollars, even if you've already paid. Yeah, doesn't matter. You're getting taxed on what's inside your bank as well. Mm-hmm. Now, being an LLC like I am, you're not. But they can when you're incorporated. Mm. They can take your stinking money again. Well, just think if you moved from California, they'd take it again. Mm. <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah. And uh, everybody get ready because uh, the market's fixing to hit one of the lowest times it's ever been in. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I hear. My wife works in the mortgage industry, and she's pretty high up in it now. And um, yeah, the, there's there's some real ugly signs. Oh yeah, well, it's the uh, interest rate, man. When we was at like three point five to three point eight, you know, on average. 8. Shit, no, it's eight percent, eight point one two five. That's what I got quoted on that building. Well, I checked earlier <laughs> today, <laughs> and the U.S. dollar was worth ninety three cents mm-hmm. right now. Mm. Like, you know, but it's worth 93 cents right now. And, and it's the, still falling. Yeah. Mm. The worst thing that can happen is that Russia and China go together and create some kind of Eurasian Euro- Euro- currency and uh, move us away from being the world trade currency. Yeah. They take, mm-hmm. if, if we lose the world trade currency status, we're screwed. Yeah. Like big time screwed. Looking at, um, you know, like soup lines. Mm-hmm. Kind of screwed. And that's that's one of the main reasons why the markets went up and down. But it's on that track right now to where it's at that seven year kind of deal. Like how what happens? Everything will fall down, then it starts rising. So within the next year or two, you know, start market's going to start rising back up. Especially if we get Trump back in here, the market will immediately increase. You know, so it's you know in November. If you wasn't a gambling man, you should have been. You should have just bought all you could buy whenever you bought it because it has went up enough where you would have still made money. And and because I did, you know, you would have still made money. And, you know, even if it goes back down, it doesn't matter because eventually, like, if you look back from whenever we first created this, it's always gone back. It goes down, it goes up higher, goes back down, goes up a little higher, goes back down, goes up a little higher every time, you know. Mm hmm. Got to be willing to buy on the downside. Mm. You about ready to wrap this up? Sure. Yeah, I think we're uh, hour and forty two. So that's a that's a good wow. One. That's a wow, good that's one, a yeah. good one. Damn, there are two hours in this sucker. Yeah, no I appreciate you, gentlemen, having me. Yeah, no joke, man. It was a good conversation. Yeah. Well, I would say this, like, uh, um, you know, appreciated having you on, man. It was it was it was good conversation. We all we all enjoyed it. Uh, 
hopefully one of these days we can get you back on here again, man. Yeah, yeah be sure. good. I don't think there's one specific topic that we talked about. I think we talked about just about everything. <laughs> I yeah, told him good. when he got here, that's how it was going to go. Was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you come on this show, we'll have a game plan to talk about one thing, but it won't last long. It no, won't it last won't. long. It, it varies. It but won't we, last long. It'll be boom. It'll be something totally that it was random. And so, we really didn't go into drag racing like we normally no, do. No, we don't. Uh, we didn't. And I wanted to dig a lot more in into his occupations at – you know that he done overseas but mm-hmm. it just didn't get there so we gotta have him back on here again yeah. yes man i appreciate you coming on i thank you for the food that was delicious by the way right. and uh oh yeah, yeah. uh yes he is good. a guest that brought food and drinks <laughs> and everything <laughs> we was like shoot well, that hamburger was just man delicious. you know and i'm not a hamburger guy but that server was pretty good yeah. man i got to give credit yeah yeah but I would say this, like uh, everybody tune in next week when Shorty and Richie have a gay ice bath. <laughs> <laughs>